Welcome back. Crush a lot podcast. I'm your boy Cheese. We're going to start uh, interesting because we haven't had uh, Sir Loveday on for a little bit. He's been on the other yes. podcast, but Sir Loveday, you're back. Welcome. Yes, sir. Hey, I'm here. You know, I never really left. They <laughs> no, just you, didn't see me. You were busy doing the dancing bear side gig, making some rent money. Got to keep the change coming in, man. Got to keep the change rolling in. If you're looking for uh, private bar mitzvahs and uh, bachelorette parties, just hit us up at Podcast at gmail.com to get those uh, fan-only discounts from the dancing <laughs> bear himself, yes. Sir Love Day. Yo. That's right. We got to give up. a special shout-out, though. Yeah, we do. We to, must. We must. To mm. to the obviously absent, <laughs> uh, the bodyguard, Calzingas yes. Kalina, uh, it's it's been a full rotation of the Earth. She has yeah. one year older, one year wiser, one year uh, healthier, and uh, mm-hmm. been a big part of the question line. So we want to send her a very uh, happy birthday here from Brooklyn um, yes. and all that good stuff. And we appreciate yeah. you coming on to the show and just just having this little podcast and having. Time to talk with some of our favorite people in the world. You yeah. being one of them, even though we actually never met you in our entire lives. Yeah. <laughs> even though I know for a fact, like a day ago, we were all in the same borough. Like, it, it just seems to not happen hey. whatsoever. It's okay. It's going to be that much more magical when we finally do. When we finally it's do. It's going to be great. When we yeah. finally do. It gives me more time to work shots. to get the, the beer belly down a little bit. <laughs> um, as we celebrate a year of the life of, of Kalina, though, you know, yeah. we we also grieve the loss of Kobe Bryant. And this is typically not the way we do things in a question our podcast, we have interviews, whatever, but actually the original genesis of the show was just conversational. So we're going to go back to that a little bit with Sir Love Day. Man, what a hit. What yeah. a, what is, what a shock. What a surprise. We have not talked about this at all, Sir mm-hmm. Love Day. So your thoughts on Kobe? Man, it's just, it's really, really, uh, shocking and, it makes you definitely question so many things and it brings up so much thoughts about both him as, you know, an athlete, as a person, as a human being, um, all the things that he's done to, to be inspirational. But you also think about all of the reactions to him and all of the way people, people are responding. And it's hard in this day and age to not digest other people's responses to him as well as just trying to have your own response and process it for yourself. And there's a a certain level of guilt that comes along because, you know, you feel a little bit of a weird way about grieving or feeling sad about the loss of a celebrity that you don't actually know personally. But then you also, you know, realize there's nothing wrong with feeling sad for someone up for for this loss. It's a loss of human life, period. You know, and no matter how you slice it, Kobe Bryant himself was super important and super pivotal and was a part of our language, our lexicon. He was a part of our everyday life from 
all of his references and all of the music we listen to, to seeing him on TV all the time, you know, almost very few people alive today who have anything going on in their world haven't been impacted by things that he's done, things that he said, or ideas about him, the knowledge of him. Even if you didn't watch basketball, you still knew who Kobe was. Um, and I'm a diehard Nick fan. I, I know. It's crazy. They're, we're still out crazy. here. We still Abs- exist. Absurd. <laughs> we're real. Um, That's fandom and- right there. That's real fandom. <laughs> So I definitely had years I was like, I hate this guitar. <laughs> and there were times where, you know, I was I was telling somebody today, like when he first came to the league, I was so mad that they were ready to compare him to Jordan. And they were, you know, they I remember a marquee game that they were advertising it's Jordan versus Kobe. And Kobe wasn't even starting. Kobe was a bench player. He was coming off coming the bench. Off the That's right. Bench. In a couple of minutes, and I'm like, "What are y'all talking about, Kobe versus Jordan? No, it's a trash Lakers team about to get smacked by the Bulls. What are y'all talking about?" But over time, he became, you know, a pinnacle. And uh, for my money, I've I've said for a long time that he is the best. Uh, even though I would say Jordan is the goat, he is the best, most skilled player uh, that I've ever seen. Uh, that I think has ever played the game. Um, and it's crazy to lose a guy like that all of a sudden in such a tragic way. Yeah. And his young daughter along with him. It's crazy. Yeah. And we're not going to diminish the, the, the other people involved in this. Was, mm-hmm. You know, everyone who was there is affected one way or another. Man, yeah. yeah. I hated Kobe. I'm going to be 100. Uh, you could reach me at Crush a Lot Podcast. <laughs> Cheese if you want to. I hated Kobe yeah. because he was. Not on my teams, and I'm a diehard right. Chicago Bull, New York Knicks fan. So mm. I'm supposed to hate him, and I did. Yeah. Um, and he has, you know, the word people saying is complicated. He's a comp, whatever. Listen, he's a young. He grew. He grew up in front of our eyes. He was a teenager, whatever. And he and and he grew up into a man in front of us. So you know, whatever dark periods of his life, the Colorado stuff. The, you know, those are a part of the conversation, not a part of our conversation, Sir Love Day, but it's a yeah. part of the conversation. So we don't want to dismiss those things. It's that's a part of celebrating and being critical of those. So I'm putting it out there. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not pro one thing or the other. I would say though that he learned a lot, and mm-hmm. we were seeing that right now. Yeah. And I think that's what's the biggest thing for me was like, man, the next part of his life was going to be better than the basketball part. Yeah, and that's the part that hurt and. The one that really got me why Sunday was a very difficult day for me, as anyone who follows me on social media knew or knows, is that I have my own kids. And when I take a moment to reflect and think about the worst thing that could possibly happen to me as a father is knowing that nothing you can do will help save your kid from death. Um, it is something that paralyzes me that I secretly um, grieve about often, often like the amount of of love I have for my kids. Um, when I think about those things just for many years, 
Nothing scares me, paralyzes me more than that. Even the thought of it gets me very, very um, emotional. And that's been like that for many, many, many years. And um, and that this tragedy has really brought that out more for me. I was like, mm-hmm. imagine being in that helicopter, knowing your daughter's there. And I, you know he was doing everything to make sure his daughter would survive. Lord, not not my right. daughter, take me. But they'd go safe, go straight safe. Lord, sacrifice me twice for my kids could mm-hmm. see paradise. That's a real thing for parents. And um, yeah. as a father of four who has a daughter of his own, that 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 broke me. That that broke me. And mm-hmm. it was a tough day for me, and it still is. Because I was looking forward to watching Gigi develop. We work with young people, so we love we love this kind of stuff, the yeah. development, the fatherhood, what real fatherhood looks like, what mentorship looks like. We do this for a living, successfully, mind you. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was that's a big part of that I feel we got robbed, is watching what could have been a transcendent player in the Bryant family besides Kobe. She could have mm-hmm. been the GOAT yeah. in the WNBA. She could have been a lot of things, and and really that mindset that was raised, the the Mamba mentality. It's a it's mm-hmm. it's it's transcending, boy. And and, mm-hmm. and 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 I get it, and I get it, and I wish I could be like that. But I'm gonna celebrate the man. I'm gonna celebrate him. I'm gonna celebrate his victory over his over his his mistakes. His his youthful mistakes. I'm not going to be mad at anybody who feels otherwise. Those are your feelings. I hear you, and I and I grieve for survivors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very much on the David Chappelle kind of mindset. Is the Me Too movement? And I'll take slack for this. You could at me. Is a confusing mm-hmm. one because. Mm-hmm. What did Chappelle said? I can't live in this w- world you're proposing. Where if you fail somewhere in life, you must be deemed evil for the rest of your life. And you're not worth redemption or forgiveness. Maybe not from you, but from other people. And I have a, I'm having a hard time understanding that, but I get it. But I can't live in that world either. Yeah. You're gonna have some imperfect friends, and I'm kinda with that. It's okay. Mm-hmm. So this it's more to think about, more to discuss, but I'm gonna choose to celebrate the man and what he was doing and what he has become, especially from a father to f- from a father to a father. I have to salute the man. So Kobe Bryant, dead at forty one. And uh yeah. Sir Love Day, I yeah. appreciate you, bro. Just, just yeah. get that out the way on the record. Yeah, Shout out to Kalina. Who's probably sleeping while we're recording? Cause I text her to jump on, and she's probably sleeping. Uh, <laughs> but saying that, let's transition because mm. it's so much happened. Yeah. Um, I want we've been meaning to review Griselda, Action Bronson. We'll get those out. We right. get them when we'll get out. We're not day one clickbait chasers. We don't do that. No. You get it when you get it because we're ready to talk about it. So mm-hmm. keep a lookout on the 10-minute review for that. We'll transition it uh, slowly but surely. But saying that, the whole Griselda movement 
is an interesting one right now because it's in a lot of ways a celebration of the underground scene now coming coming and they're kind of breaking down the doors again this is a cycle thing so people acting like it's new really not paying attention this has happened before in hip-hop it will happen again Uh um and there's a lot of thoughts i have about the griselda album um but there's an inch we're in an interesting phase and i want to really think about it with you sir love day in terms of griselda Uh um your initial impression of this album, WW uh, CD, what what was your thoughts? Because I, I'm I'm conflicted about the project. Mm-hmm. Fair. Don't kill me. No one kill me. I'm conflicted, <laughs> and I wanted to have a, a smart conversation about it because I do feel a lot yeah. of people are slurping and burping. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, I will say first off. I've been incredibly reserved about the Griselda movement for a minute Um, because while I love what they're doing, the fact that they are doing, they have clearly a formula, right? Even if it's not for them mentally a formula, they do have a style and a sound and it's, it's them. It's genuine and it's, you know, natural and organically coming from them. But because they have that, it's then creating and they're having success with that. It is then creating or allowing others to watch and do their best to duplicate and imitate. And so you start to get a bunch of other imitations and crop ups and simulations and best attempts to duplicate what they've been doing and try to get same success with it. And because of that, I've constantly been pretty slow to be like, look, y'all really got to do something because People are just copying what you're doing. You gotta give me something more than that. And as a result, <laughs> as, a, as a result of that reality, listening to this album, I was just like, you know, okay, y'all are doing what y'all do. There's some spots in here that really throw me off. <laughs> um, and it's them. It's weird because it's definitely them, but it still just sounds weird to me. Like there's a, um, there's a whole section where like, I guess Conway is just singing. <laughs> and I'm like, what's happening? Just like, I blow your fucking face. I'm like, what is happening? He's <laughs> just singing it. And I'm like, what, what is this? This is weird, but I've always liked weird. So there's that conf- conflict there, but I definitely felt like, they're doing what they do. And from jump, I've always wondered the same thing that I wonder about the baby, the same thing that I wonder with a lot of cats who come out and their first projects clearly have a sound is how long are they going to keep doing this exact same sound? How much is there going to be variance and change in the future? And how long before some of us start to get bored with it and start to ask for more? Now, with all that said, I still enjoyed it. I still was like, yeah, this is fun. It might just be because I was in a fairly angry place at work and I was listening to it at work most of the time. And I could just be like, yo, shut up y'all your faces up and look at all these people like y'all stupid and just focus on my work. But I still ended up enjoying the majority of the album. Yeah. The vast majority. I don't think the album is bad whatsoever. I definitely, I've been Mm -hmm. listening to 
listening to it since it's been released and it hasn't left my rotation. Mm-hmm. Though I think the celebration of this record is not actually the record. But oh, no, no, it's the release not. of the record and everything around it. The high William video, which I didn't like either. Um, not either, because I like the no. album. And uh, Jimmy Fallon appearances. Like, all those things. Like, the movement of Griselda, like, the apex of it. That's what's what we're celebrating. It's like, oh, shit, we got here. And I'm all for it. I'm mm-hmm. all for it. I'm all for it because it gets the music that we love back in the forefront. So I'm not going to dog it. But you can't have Raekwon on the on the first track for three minutes just talking. talking. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure you were on a major label release that had a budget to buy some verses. For sure. And I would have liked to seen that. Um, I don't even think this is the first time Raekwon did some type of intro like this for mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. before, maybe on a West Side or Conway. I, I'm sure it is. Someone would surely would tell me. Right. Um, all all the singing parts. I hated every single singing part in this album, <laughs> uh, and yeah. not because it was singing. It was because it was bad. It was just bad. Right. It was just right. not in- enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Especially the novel, novel one, no. Uh, the poetry, Keisha Plum stuff, I can live without it as well. Though I know they mm-hmm. like to push her and promote her, I get it. That's your thing. I never liked it. Period. It's just not. It's skippable. It's not needed. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that's outside of Griselda was not good. <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> Including fifties verse, who what you didn't like fifties? No, because I I felt like I wrote that on a napkin and handed <laughs> it in, and that's what's that's really good. Look, look, like I don't know, I don't. I'm not a fifty cent hater. When mm-hmm. fifty was doing fifty thing, he was vicious. I enjoyed that slow cadence stuff, and I thought mm-hmm. they, I thought the feature was a good choice, but not this yeah. verse. It was disappointing. Mm. And um, for God's sake, like Eminem's verse was was put in the back for a reason. And um, I don't know. Because it doesn't fit. No. It didn't their fit style, that song no, at all. And that's the remix version. The original, um, I don't know if it was, he was there because to bring in bigger audience, I don't think it was needed. If you were gonna, if you were gonna do a Griselda album, which kudos to them, major, they didn't compromise. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. you don't need Eminem in it. Agreed. You never needed him. You were gonna do it this way anyway. So those are my initial impressions. And man, did I think like, any when I first heard Doctor Bird. I was like, mm-hmm. this is like, is this criminology? <laughs> like, I got those very early Raekwon Cuban Link vibes, and I was like, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And so yes. I thought the star of the show was Derringer and Beat Butcher. That was the best part of the album for me, was mm-hmm. these sounds that were, now that we know, were not sampled. That were grimy, gritty, and inventive in all the ways I like it. 
was captivating, engrossing, and made me uncomfortable. And that's the kind of music I like. I think the verses were good, yes. good to great, depending on who. Benny is definitely trying. Benny is now for me the best rapper in the game. Period, and and he wasn't good. That's made that certain love days give me a look. His eyes popped out because <laughs> he swears Schoolboy Q is the one. Um, no, no, but for me, like he's he keeps getting better. I think Conway flattened out a little bit. He needs to pick it up a little. And West Guy Gun is like he's doing that Ghostface when Ghostface don't want to rap. He sings kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, which sounds good, but. I don't know. I thought they literally they could have came at it. I heard them do better. So it's like I I enjoy it, but I heard them do better. Now I know everyone just turned off the show, going to another show that supports <laughs> your opinion. Right. I got yes. I got you. This is just us. By the way, we also said we love the album. Just not yes. all of it. And I plan to yeah. get it on vinyl when Slim Shady decides to put it on vinyl. Because this <laughs> album's on vinyl from day one. Which we don't want to talk about because that's a piece of trash album. <laughs> wow. Okay. Before we get to Slim, before we get to Slim, first, I just want to say I definitely do think Benny proves for me on this record that he's a step ahead of everybody else. He's already been showing it for me for a long time. I've always been like, he's the guy. And when they do the individual projects, I'd be really just enjoying it and also looking for a bunch of Benny experience, uh, appearances on it. Uh, but he definitely proved it on his album that he's the guy. He brings the most interesting parts to their verses. He has the most interesting turn of, turns of phrase. Uh, the 50 verse, I think that was a good reminder of how important voices to the sound because he sounded his voice sounds great on that beat yes. great with them mix mixes and great matches choice. wonderfully with them uh the quality of the verse is just like damn son i <laughs> he's supposed to really go in what happened these are these guys and that's also my thought for the eminem portion is i feel like they were for one you know you signed the shady you got the, the biggest perk is to have this guy it feels like you kind of have to use them. I get that. But also, I feel like they have that thing in them that we love and that competitiveness to want to go with, go at, go up against the best. Whoever is considered better, whoever's considered dope, whoever's considered hot, I want to go at them. And I think maybe that competitive side of them was like, we got to do a track with M. We got to try and get him. And it just so turns out that M was like, I'm gonna transform the whole end of this song into my type of song. Just for, use just this for me. verse that Forget I'm not it. gonna use for my album that's gonna be released a few months later. Right. <laughs> you can have that verse. Yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and do this, and I'm not even gonna try to match you guys' sound. I'm not even gonna try to fit what the song is already about. I'm taking this a whole other direction, and y'all just gonna have to accept it. And it's weird. It was just weird, bro. Yeah, but at the same time, how do you say no to M? No, they, 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 M? I would take the verse too. I get it. Oh, I get they it. I get it. So I get it. Hundred percent. By the way, hundred percent. Before I get any hate DMs, I liked the album. Yeah, I, I really liked the this movement. Album. Yeah, I just I really don't think it's as hot as you think it is. <laughs> That's it. Not by a yeah. lot, just a small margin. Just a small margin. Um, but 
we go from Griselda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's a surprise. There's so many, so many things it's, we haven't talked in a while. We have a list of things to go through. I don't yeah. know. If we'll get to all of it. But this mm-hmm. Slim Shady Marshall Mathers. I don't even know the name of the album because it's already off my music phone. to be murdered by. Okay, so let me preface this again by saying <laughs> Eminem is it, it. I like Eminem. <laughs> I like early Eminem. Mm-hmm. Marshall Mathers, Slim Shady, all those other. Ones that came after that, <laughs> encore. I don't. I don't remember that. Uh huh. Encore, the Eminem show. Yeah, those were good. They were all good. Not, mm-hmm. not, not, They, they were good. I enjoyed mm-hmm. them. I enjoyed majority of those songs. I would get them on vinyl as soon as I get around to it. Right. But the last three albums were just. Mm-hmm. I was confused. Now this album, I had hopes on because Kamikaze. I did it totally like, oh my God. It was like some good stuff in there that I enjoyed. Yeah, um, sure. And it was definitely better than whatever that rock shit Revival. he did before. Don't even mention it. It's like Voldemort. Don't mention it. <laughs> yeah. So when it dropped out, like everybody else, you, you're curious and excited because it's Eminem. Why wouldn't you be? Why wouldn't you be? And now he has a theme that sounds and looks like what we want from him. And there was nothing that the title would suggest. It was like, it should have been an Alfred Hitchcock suspenseful kind of experience. I'm like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. And it was nothing even close to it. It was back to shock value raps for the sake of shock value rap, which I know there's an audience for that. I I get it. And I'm one of them. Mm Mm-hmm. But this wasn't good. The 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 production on this was mm-hmm. some of it was okay, but none of it was great. None of it went with with the theme of what you have presented in your art. It didn't mm-hmm. match to me, so it took me out of enjoying mm-hmm. it more than what I could have. And as soon as I listened to it once, twice, I was done. Mm-hmm. And there was maybe a handful. Not even a handful. That's a lie. Anything that Royce was on, I enjoyed. <laughs> right. But that's because I was closing my eyes. And, you know? And, um, yes. and there was and he's moments. the actual best rapper yeah. in the game right now, says I. Per, says him. We could <laughs> hand wrestle for it. So there's moments of sure brilliance. Mm-hmm. Of in this album that Eminem displays the verbal gymnastics, the high count, the speed. I love all those things. But then there's moments of like, did you really just say that? Not shock value. Like that was really bad writing. Like the times when Inspector Deck does say stupid shit. He, I'm like, Inspector Deck sometimes has some really corny lines. There's a lot of corny lines in this album. A <laughs> lot. A lot. And then they're mixed in with brilliant lines. Mm. So I can't bite into the sandwich knowing that some of it is cold. Like, why would I eat that sandwich? You know what I'm saying? That's how I feel. It's like I got to siphon through the sandwich to find the part I'm going to like. And that's Mm. how the experience was. It was taxing. It was way too long. 
And uh, these trap beats is like, I don't know what you're doing, bro. Not for this. I don't care if you do trap. But this, I for me, I was excited for it. And then I'm like, ah, what do you want me to do? So though I, mean, so, though I gotta I hear that. it again. Maybe I have to take some shrooms or something. Um, <laughs> walk around. I, I hear you. Open carry state with a gun or something. But this is <laughs> this is not my soundtrack. So not disappointed. More like that. Eh, move along. Mm, I hear that. There was definitely I had some of the same concerns with the theme. You know, when seeing the cover and and reading that title, I was very much like, oh snap. Did he just stop caring about everyone? Did he say, I don't care about sales. I don't care about the enjoyment of the fans. I really care about killing everyone in rap. I'm going to get on my super MC and just destroy everything. I was hyped for that. You know, I, I had flashbacks to D12 and songs like Purple Pills and uh, fight music. And I'm like, oh, snap. He's going to go into that zone. He's going to get really angry, really disrespectful, and really just rap. And then I turned it on, and he was doing some of that in the intro. And then I heard Young and May going, and I was just like, this doesn't sound quite like what i was thinking and then eminem got on in black and did a great verse i was like okay at least he's still rapping she kind of i don't know if she fit exactly what i was thinking but okay and the next thing i know i'm enjoying songs being really into how, how songs are coming along and then there's other songs i'm like is this a love song is this a is this a, a breakup song what what is this doing here? How is this about murdering you? Maybe this isn't even an angry breakup song. This is a, I, I love you. We should be together song. What is, what is this? Eminem became was, so tropey, man. He's, like, he hits all the tropes. It was weird. It was really weird. And then there's some, a bunch of other songs that you I'm just like. You didn't like Ed Sheridan? Yo, he, no, I wasn't, I had no issue with Ed Sheeran, actually. That record, Eminem was rapping his face off, so I was like, fine. Ed Sheeran didn't really make a difference on that record. All he was doing was singing a line or two in the if background. If I see Ed Sheridan on a Griselda record, the movement is over. <laughs> Fair enough. That's, that's them. They probably can't do that. But I was like, you know what, Em, do it. Do what you want to do. And really found myself like, yeah, there's a, there's a good stable of songs here that I really mess with, but I'm a little annoyed because there's some really great rapping that's happening on songs that I don't super enjoy. Like he does some really great wordplay and some, some great uh, uh, rhyme structures on the record with Young M.A., but uh, I yes. got to sit through the Young M.A. section and hers is... Uh, and the beat is, mm, and he does some really great word flipping and some great prose, some really great writing on uh, one of these love songs. But uh, I don't know. It just, it was a little disappointing, but it's still ill. I still enjoyed it because at the end of the day, more of what I was looking for was the MCing, and he still delivered as an MC. He's still, you know, one of the best and, you know, 
as we were talking about earlier with the, the passing of Kobe, since then I've been just listening to, to M and J, just the only two guys, or not the only two, but two of the guys that come to mind in hip hop when I think of that Mamba mentality that just, I just want to yeah. be better. I just want to be better than everybody else. I just really want to focus on my craft and get better than everybody else. Those are two of the guy, two of the guys that I think really exemplified that. So I was listening to them for a bunch. And on this particular project, you got some great bars, but the total package was still a bit disappointing. Uh, yeah. And it sounds like he knows it. Um, it sounds like he knows that people want some he talks literally talks about how people want one thing from him um and when he does that they say he's gone too far um they say he's going to extreme and when he comes back and does something else they say he's gone to mainstream and when he does something else they say well you missed out on this part you know so it sucks but yeah he's in a tough situation right he like his, right. his legacy was made on certain type of sound yeah. And as his popularity got bigger, his music became more accessible to his detriment. Because his earlier stuff wasn't that accessible in terms of radio play. It just got radio play. But when we say radio play, we mean white radio stations. He was also mm-hmm. hitting white radio stations where you wouldn't find black hip-hop artists on white radio stations. I mean, those are his mm-hmm. big fan base. And that's okay. I don't care. Like, it's all good with me. I don't care. Get your plays. Yeah. That's um, the case of most hip hop superstars. If yeah. you're a hip hop superstar, yeah. you're so, getting that. So I get it. So Drake, for me, it was Jay, more like a Nelly. missed opportunity where it's like you have all this talent, it's still there. Um, it's always been hit or miss anyway with M. It's always been awkward with him anyway because he's not always the smoothest because he's trying to fit things in a way that doesn't always work. That nothing that has hasn't changed. It's just that this theme, this art, which I enjoy. And got me excited, didn't match, and didn't do it for me. And uh, mm-hmm. and if someone could take this album and remix it to fit a different palette, I'll be interested in hearing that because this wasn't it. And um, not disappointed, more like moving along. I'll, get, I'll Maybe I'll revisit it down the road, but take mm-hmm. the songs I like, put it on the playlist. That's kind of like where I'm at. Anything we're voicing. Mm-hmm. Um, Ortiz, I'm going to rock. Anyway, what is it with um, these wonderful old school rappers that we grew up to? Like, like Raekwon dropped this three song EP that was confusing because it was definitely <laughs> laced in trap, which is not what Raekwon does. But it was it him testing the water to see if that's what his audience wants? Because the answer is no. Stop it. Stop Listen. it. Stop this shit. Stop it. It's like they don't. It's like. It's, it, it, I'm gonna go on an AZ rant. It's it's like with all these wonderful underground producers, you're telling me this is what you put out. You were on the intro of Griselda's record as the torchbearer, the biggest, arguably the biggest underground hip-hop release in the last five, six, seven, maybe ten years. You're the first thing they hear. You have Derringer and Beat Butcher and Alchemist, if you want, at your disposal. You're dropping three songs, and that's what you do? It's just three songs. 
bro. It's not yeah. even his lyrics. It's everything else. No. The beats were horrible. The singing horrible. What are you doing? What? You tried this before. You did mm-hmm. it with Fila. Fly Luxurious, whatever art. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. Half of Marv, half of the wild was this shit too. The other, the half that I liked was what you usually do. Mm-hmm. You do not pick beats well. <laughs> when you're on your own, Raekwon, mm-hmm. you do not pick beats well. RZA had to do it for you. And once RZA and you weren't working like that, you got the Lex, Diamond, whatever, the Immobile Malady. Those two hot garbage albums <laughs> were bad production. Not lyrically. No. Lyrically, phenomenal. But how can right. I ignore that hot garbage, some of the dog smell that you did? Then you finally kind of figured it out with, with Cuban Link 2 and Shallon versus Wu-Tang. And then you come back with... Those types of beats? What? Bro. Go sell your wine and go do your barbershop <laughs> and whatever else you're doing, but this is not it. Mm-mm. This is not it. Can, can I can I use I'm sorry. basketball? I'm sorry. I had to do that. <laughs> you know I was holding that in. No, no, that's fair. I get it. You gotta get your rent out sometimes. I'm hurt. But- <laughs> since we're on bat, since we've been on basketball all day, my basketball analogy is: you know what? Some players are Kobe players. Some players are goats. Some players can do everything. Can have all the tools. They know how to dribble. They know how to pass. They know how to shoot from close. They know how to shoot from deep. They know how to rebound. They know how to defend. Some players are just shooters. Some players are just defenders. Some players are open three, maybe some defense. And some guys are just system guys. Where If you take them out of that system, if they're not in that team with that coach, in that system, being told where to go, where to stand, when to shoot, then they're trash. They look like they're amazing. And then you trade them to some team in the middle of nowhere to be a star, and they stink. And unfortunately, I got to be honest, it's seeming like some cats in hip-hop, Raekwon, maybe one of them, is a system guy. He might just straight up be a system guy. If he's not under RZA, if he's not under somebody who he's really not in understands that formula. how to make his sound and how to make the sound right for him, they're not telling him where to go, where to stand, when to shoot. He can't shoot. He's he Novacek. He's Novacek. <laughs> he's Novacek. I'm, I'm telling you, that's what it seems. That's the same thing I think about Nas. A dude who, when he's in that system, he got freaking Large Professor and Pete Rock and Q-Tip handing him great beats. He's going to stand in a spot. He's going to knock it down. When those people aren't around to tell him, here's great beats. Here's what you should be rhyming over. Go, here's how you should do it. Go win the championship. Doodle. Doodle. But when those people are there, championships, victories over and over again. Raekwon seems like one of those dudes to me. And it's okay. That's not a knock. You could still be a really, really... Robert Ori got... A bunch of championships. He can only do like two things on the court, right? And that's shoot, okay. Shoot right? and and run with his hands up there. He hit the three. Exactly. That's it, and that's okay. We still love him. He's still a legend. And the same thing with with Chef. 
Chef, we still love you, Ray. Like, we're always going to have an ear out for anything you put out. We're going to listen to it. At the very least, we're going to listen to it because we have that love for you. But the truth is, you might just be a system player. He might just not have the rest of the skills to really understand how to put together a good game by himself. And that's okay. I just wish that someone would help him understand this and that he would then seek out a good system. Instead of continually being like, nah, I got this all on my own. I got this all on my own. I'm going to do it. I could work it out. No, bro. You need that pick and roll. You need them to set you he, up and put you in needs, the spot. He needs to be handled. Take he it. needs a Phil Jackson, bro. <laughs> yes, he does. He, he needs really a does. Phil Jackson. And Riz, is not, and Riz is not it. Let's get that clear. <laughs> Riz is not it anymore. Not anymore. Not what, anymore. What he, he needs is to just... I'm sure a lot of these dope <laughs> underground producers that fit yourself will do it for free. Bro, I'm, I'm sure almost Thanos, sure. I'm sure okay. Stu Bangers. Him and Future Wave. Future Wave, yo, I'm sure they would be like, bro, come. We've got the system coming to the triangle And, and it's a perfect time for we them to, you. with the underground being hot, why can't they be hot too? Yeah. We said this in the, in the AZ record. Like, you could be hot too, bro. It's not Straight like we, your skill set are there. I didn't like his content, but it's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Smith and Wesson figured it out. Smith and Wesson figured it out. Even sadly, as much as I didn't, I don't like, like, like the project like that. Even Cameron figured it out. Yeah. Cause even though he's, you know, he is what he is and the topics were what they were and it was a little, eh, but he was doing Cameron. There was no question yeah. that he was doing Cameron. He was in his system doing what he does. He figured out how yeah. to still find that all these years later. Yeah. These and, guys and, then, and then you have another three, a, a three song release from Redman that is totally Redman. <laughs> yes. And I'm yes. going to say the same thing with Rayquan, <laughs> but it didn't work either. So I'm going to contradict myself. And, and, and this didn't work because... I think his brand of hip hop was he hit lightning in a bottle. And I don't <laughs> think that it, it with Redman, I think it's either you like him or you don't. I love Redman, mm-hmm. but man, he has not been making anything compelling. The fact that one of those beats was your most popular beat just rechopped up is lazy. Is lazy. And, and yeah. then you went back to, I'm a smack, whatever, smack you up. Like that's hilarious. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, the video is hilarious, um, yes. but the it was an interesting thing. But I enjoyed it way more than I did the Raekwon one. Certainly, so certainly. It, it's not a total flub. It's more like a confusing, huh? Yeah. And I don't even know who's the producer for him because he's in love with these Eric Sherman type beats, and I've never been a big Eric Sherman producer guy. So I'm like, uh, hmm. Eh, hmm. Eh. So I, 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 who, who, who's going to produce, who could produce for Redman? Because he's, it's like the part of him that he keeps putting out there is his comedic side. But I like the more, I like Reggie Noble type style sound. And I don't know who, which modern day producer could really give me that Reggie funk. He has that funky sound, and I just don't know if he's going to be left outside of this underground thing because there's no one doing that funky thing. So I think even though I kind of, I enjoy, it wasn't bad, I enjoyed it. I was like, man, I don't know how you're going to get momentum off this. Like I don't, I don't, I don't see. Also, 
it was very uppity uppity and it should have been released in the summer. Like that's more of a nice summer compilation yeah. than anything yeah. else. Not like well, it hasn't been cold in New York at all, but it's, it's, I, it was a little like, yeah, this could have been done somewhere else in another time. But I'm more hopeful with him because at least he's sticking with his gun. Raekwon, I don't. Um, yeah, I, I think for I think for Red, what what I see when I when I see that Red Red Man work is I see a guy who doesn't feel any pressure to try to reignite or recreate he just naturally is who he is and it's just gonna bleed out organically through the records so yeah that silliness and it's he's definitely leading with his sense of humor again and the sense of humor was always a part of the records it was always there from muddy waters you know uh, it's everything it was there but nonetheless here he's leading with it and it's, he's able to lead with it. And I think the reason why he's leading with it like that is because he doesn't feel the pressure to have to prove or demonstrate or try to have another great classic album at some point. Yeah, he's not even, I think he's he's like, not even trying for bro, it. Yeah, he's like, yo, I'm just having fun. I really just love making his music. I love rapping and I'm going to have fun with it. Yeah. I think the real question for him is going to be if he can get with whoever is going to make that sound and – I think historically, this is a good time for a producer to, or for producers to start to reignite some of the more funk sounds of hip hop because just like in the eighties, it was that soul led stuff that turned into the funk of the nineties and funk inspired stuff of the nineties. And now we're getting that soul inspired, even though not all of it is sample, we're getting that more soul inspired stuff coming up on the underground side. And this might be a good time to come with the funk inspired stuff now. But really for Red, I think the question is going to be, is Red going to get in there and be like, I want to make punch you in the face rap again? <laughs> is he going to be like, I want to get stupid and angry and disrespect everybody and remind them why every great rapper that you know loves me and sees me as one of the best of all Correct. time. I agree That's with you. Be the real oh, by the way, I never liked any of the meth red man albums either. Cause they all sounded <laughs> like red man albums to me. <laughs> okay. Good to know. <laughs> like how high was not a good song, bro. Oh, I love that. Song. The remix. Written, I didn't, I went back to try to listen. I'm like, I don't understand why people like this, but I, I love them, their voice and chemistry, but I'm like, I never liked the blackout. Series, oh, I never liked them. Man. Never, wow. never did. Production hmm. wise, I'm like, oh, okay. this sounds like a like a Red Man Eric Sherman thing, and then most of it was. And I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I thought RZA will be on this. Oh, one RZA track. Oh, okay. I, I get it. At least if you're gonna do it, if you're gonna do like if you're gonna go for it, go for it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I couldn't even tell you a producer that I think could really work with him very well. I can tell you like albums that I feel like are close to the sound that I would like him to be, like uh, Clear Soul Force, whatever they are from releasing the album earlier in the year. I thought they were good. Maybe Oh No. Maybe Oh No could produce some funky stuff because he could go out there and make some funky stuff. Um, I think Oh oh, No would work for him. Honestly, give him freaking no ID. Give him anybody who's chopping. Give him Mr. Porter. Give him anybody Nobody. who's chopping, anybody who's really chopping and fl- and really flipping it, then 
they're going to be, he's going to be in love with what they're doing. But he because needs he to wants be, it to just like Raekwon, they both need to have an executive producer. That I, I'm just convinced that those guys benefited so much from a good A&R or a good uh, executive producer who could help them figure this shit out. Because I, I think I think he's better better than more less than Chef does. Ray needs it more than Chef Ray absolutely does. needs it. Like this, I don't want it anymore. Maybe Q, maybe yeah. Q Tip and Red Man because Q Tip can make some funky shit. Yeah, Q Tip's a beast. Red Man would do great with him. I think Red Man just has to want to try and get that top notch again. Like is he's he, such a great is MC. Is it just because he's a creative he's... and he just wants to put out things out there? Because that's what I feel he is. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. get up. Put some stuff up, and if it comes out, I'll put it out. If not, I'm not. Yeah, I I totally think that's what it is. I think he loves rap. He loves this music. It's not that he he's making more because he feels the need to make money to do this that, and the other. He's just doing it because he really loves to do it, and he's going to keep putting it out. And he doesn't have to get another five mics. He's like, yo, I've proven myself. I don't care. And if he ever feels like I must prove to you, then we're going to get the greatness fire firing out of him again because when he did that mixtape however many years ago a couple years ago and he was just like i'm gonna wrap my face off he wrapped his face off put great beats wrapped crazy when he did that gilla house weeds based one killed it like he can do it when he wants to he just has to want it interesting time in hip-hop great time to be a hip-hop lover if you fell out of love you could fall back in love i'm telling you I know I have, and it's been a great time. So, you know, thank you for being on the journey. Hey, you know, I know you're used to talking to uh, guests and listening to the guests and all that, but we're, <laughs> we're going to go back to some of these casual conversations because that's what we do all the time. And me and, uh, me and Kalina will have, uh, Ty Ferris upcoming soon. We're going to have Fast Life coming up soon. So stick out for those. And, uh, yeah. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe, all that good stuff. If you're mad at me, you can be mad at me. Come at me <laughs> at Crush It Out Podcast. Cheese over on Twitter, Crush It Out Podcast. Everywhere else, sir. Love day, everyone else. Happy birthday once again to the bodyguard, Kelzinger. We'll catch yes, you on the indeed. next one. And make sure you love everyone except AZ and his whack album. Peace. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>